What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 21 of the Parents and Professors podcast. Here's a quick overview of the episode. This time we talk about tiger parenting, the magical space between houses, and your boy Ricky D. Lastly, any fictional or hypothetical persons, places, or things mentioned in this episode that may bear resemblance to actual persons, places, or things is completely coincidental. I can't tell time. The morning, it's 8.41. So right now, when it's 6.41 p.m. Yes. here, Central Time, United States. It's Saturday. It's the next day there. So. If you're trying to work remotely, you're really trying it. No, no, I could do it because we already have California, which is, what, three hours? That's only two hours. No, from us. But it's three hours from New York. Yeah. So three hours, right? So there's a three-hour time difference. So that just means... That I start when we start now. Like if I get up at four in the morning, so if I'm getting up at four in Japan, I can, I need whole numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. Yo, I just listen to you short out. <laughs> like you started trying to math on air, and your brain just blue screened, <laughs> and I actually physically saw it happen. <laughs> Don't judge me. First of all, it, not only is it math, but it's math and time. So, and time zones. There are multiple time zones being crossed here. So, time and math are kind of related to each other. Here, this is a math problem for our listeners, right? It's like a word problem. Number thing. If it's 8 41 a.m. Saturday in Japan and it's 6 41 (laughs) p.m. Central time here in Missouri. It's really not that hard. If I started working, what time is it? It's 14 hours ahead. But I want to go back. I want to... So you go 14 hours behind. (laughs) Which is... (laughs) Just do the 12 and then the 2. And then the (laughs) 2. We know math. Okay, so you're throwing out a whole lot of numbers. No, that's the... (laughs) And time zones. Uh, You know what? That reminds me of the... (laughs) It was a meme I sent you. So... Parenting memes. I don't know if we're going to create like a segment that's specifically related to Just it. parenting memes? But yeah, because we send that stuff back and forth all to the each time. other all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so the one that had me cracking up this week was like, let's get married and have kids. So instead of relaxing during weeknights, we can go to seven practices and relearn algebra. That felt like... <laughs> that felt personal. Yeah. That- as our son was sitting in a session with his tutor <laughs> and we we're talking about soccer season starting and... Trying to sort through who has practice on what day. Yeah. And when. And where. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) They literally, Maximilian's schedule is wild. He has, no, the girl has soccer on Sunday. Sunday. Soccer on Sunday for the girl. So the girl has soccer on Sunday. Maximilian has tutoring on Monday, soccer on Tuesday, religious ed on Wednesday, soccer on Thursday. Friday off. Friday off. And then games on Saturday. Yo, I just and realized. And has practice on Sunday. Oh man, I can't believe I couldn't see it until now. What? It's because you're a tiger mom. What? <laughs> do you mean? What, I don't. What do you mean? What do you you want them to have music lessons too? Listen, the fact that they don't have an something scheduled seven days a week, so you complain about having to shuttle them back and forth to all of the things, but then it is you. Hold on. <laughs> who wants them to be in all of the things? First of all. They need to get into college. And to do that, you basically have to save the world. You have to be fluent in seven languages I and have made build an orphanage. Earnest decision that for the safety and prosperity of my family, 
I will work at a college or university until those ninjas go to school. <laughs> Get Definitely them in the, door. the older ones. I can't make any promises <laughs> for the baby. You're... We'll help you as much as we can. Uh, no, nah, she should be good. We should have enough. I mean, they'll be fine. Yeah, we should be balling out of control by then. So it's not even, we could pay full price like them people. Parenting is exhausting. And I don't know other ways for me to be a parent. You're saying that because you just came into parenting with tiger stripes <laughs> that you can't possibly change your stripes? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? That's not what I was saying. Oh no! Yeah, like I just I but made I a decision. <laughs> your interpretation <laughs> of that statement. No, I, it's I think it's more about considering our background in education and what we study and what we know and what we've made an effort to learn. There's no one way to parent, but I do know actively parenting and supporting their development by giving them these different experiences matters. And for better or for worse, we live in America for now. America and. It means they have to be able to compete and their peers are getting these experiences, right? Like their peers are traveling and they play a sport and they play an instrument and they're in robotics and they are in the gift and talent program. That's very interesting because that means that your perception of their peers is very specific. So when you say their peers, who oh. are you talking about? Yeah, see? And it's the, that's that multi-layered down. We'll talk about DeSantis later, <laughs> but I can hear you. Okay, so what I think about is what we are accustomed to and the kind of... You are accustomed to. Yo. I didn't go on no international trips that my parents paid for. Don't do me like that. full. Don't do... Don't. You are doing... What did we just do for our son? We just hooked him up with a trip to Australia and New Zealand. I haven't been to either of those places <laughs> my damn self. So there is a... No, that, that, that's what I'm saying. The intergenerational part of it, I don't agree with because that's that wasn't my experience. That, that might have been your experience. We, but that doesn't mean that... I'm cool with creating it. I have no disagreement. I think the fact that resources and even the fact that my son will never be exposed to a life where he doesn't have both of his biological parents and he's got bonus mom. So we have the resources to make sure that they could take advantage of all these things. But let's not act like those things are just normal. And when you say like his peers are doing, I'm like, whoa. When I, when I think about his peers, I think about my level of expectation given who his parent unit is, right? Like, he has a mother and a father with multiple degrees. Terminal. Including from Ivy League institution and state flagships. Like, that matters. Like, that's going to shape his life experiences, his outlook, as well as the people that we socialize with, which means the people that he becomes accustomed to socializing with. And those people travel internationally. Maybe you didn't, but I'm pretty sure all your LBs have. Oh, they came from internationally. So yeah. Amos, Amos the only real one, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at that conflating realness with not being and growing up with privilege. <laughs> I'm just as guilty as you are. Okay, Pierce. <laughs> but yeah, like Emo and Kyle went to high school in London and Paris, respectively. Are like, they not your peers? Yeah, they're my peers. So why would your son be any different? Are we doing the 1%, <laughs> 10% thing again? Is it like That's to not 10? where I was going. Well, that's I don't where, know. I, that's where I, you brought it. I, that's where I felt like you dragged me. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Yo, wait a minute. Tiger mom? Yeah, but I started this. T-Meezy. No, I do think that... Tati. <laughs> for the kids, we know these things matter. And even if we hadn't had these experiences, I believe that you and I would work to give it to them anyway. Fair enough. Which is why we have 7 million things to do every single night of the week. For both the kids. And Maya hasn't started activities yet. We're about to add another to the mix. I'm not looking forward to that. What is she going to do? Do you guys know? 
Soccer. <laughs> That's a soccer baby. It's, it's just... Oh. She had her headband in today, and she looked like a soccer player. Not going to lie. That's a soccer baby. <laughs> Have you ever seen her punt the cat? You got to hear my... Punt the cat? Yes. Like the cat? The pet? The pet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like maybe she's a stuffed animal. I don't know. No. She, she punted the cat? She wasn't feeling Jupiter. It's my mom's favorite story to tell about Maya. I've heard her tell it to Your mom two of my aunts. Your mom's not a cat person. <laughs> so my, you know my mom doesn't rock with the cat to begin no. with. Mm-mm. And so she's doubly tickled by any abuse that <laughs> goes toward the cat that she didn't inflict. Because oh. <laughs> she's rooting for it. She's like, yes, get that cat out of here. <laughs> But yeah, she said, Maya told Jupiter not to do something, like to get down or to not touch something. And Jupiter wasn't listening. And Maya just ran up like field goal style. And I was like, boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my mom was rolling. And, um, and she can't even tell the story without being like nearly in tears. And so it's made much more funny to me because I just picture her. I can see your mom yeah, doing that. Like, <laughs> She's like, that damn cat. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is the cat okay? Yeah, the cat's fine. Okay. The cat, pets are extremely resilient. I think there's a lot that you can learn from pets and how patient they are with small human beings. Mm-hmm. Like dogs, cats that otherwise would rip somebody's arm off. If yes. it's a baby... They're like, all right, yeah. Like, I can tell you're you're a baby human. When um Richard, so Richard and Steph had the baby, my nephew. I'm really excited. Ozzy, their dog, right? They've had him for years. Like they got him when he was a puppy. In fact, I feel like he grew up with the kids. Like when he was a puppy, they were little, mm. younger, I should say. And he was like very disconcerted by all the stuff being moved in and the furniture. Baby got here, and he's like chilling, watching the baby. Guard dog. Guard dog. Yeah, it literally is like one of those Instagram accounts with Richard and the baby and Ozzy. <laughs> That's how it happens, though, because you know I'm not about pets. You're not. <laughs> and I lost all my negotiating power because I brought two human beings to my second marriage. And <laughs> so she just had it. two cats. <laughs> I, I was like, who, who has a longer term investment? Clearly <laughs> with the kids. Yeah. And so and I'm, I'm not allergic, like deathly allergic. I need Zyrtec. I'll fall out. But my body doesn't respond 100% comfortably to cats. And so I thought I was going to be comfortable just locking them up, keeping them behind a little wall that we created so that they wouldn't get people sick throughout the house. <laughs> Did you really? And then as soon as nobody else is, nobody else in my family is allergic to the cats. So the kids you. are, it's, I have like a little slight, but I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm over it too. Congratulations. I mean, it's a weird thing, but <laughs> I want to stay away. But you know, you fall asleep on the couch and the, you wake up to cats in your lap, chilling, Ew. purring. I'm like, all right, little buddy. <laughs> you know like, like, that's good on you yeah like you just uh, like it's hard not to love on pets that are so kind and chill you end up getting stuck in some situations you would never expect but I guess that's parenting that's wild <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like you know so the benefit or the I guess on the positive is that we do have more adults to manage the schedule yeah um, I'm back to man to man before zone. Oh. <laughs> it was like three kids, two parents, the trash. No, nope, now we're three like, and three. Yeah, it's like it's basically three kids, three parents, which is delightful. I think it definitely works. And it's a it's one of those things that you don't, I guess, go in thinking about the benefit of, but you know, I'm just thinking about last season, even it's like, oh, Maximilian has a game, Macari has like a Jack and Jill event, and then there's like somebody else has something later that day too. Yeah. Well, they both have games and they're 
back to back and in different places. Yeah, being able to divide and conquer is extremely helpful. And so I wouldn't know how to say the right word, but I guess it's like just being in sync, like everybody being on the same page, everybody having a sense of the calendar, Mm -hmm. everybody having a sense of what to expect and being able to kind of step up or fall back as is necessary. Like, oh, I have a meeting. Oh, I got to travel for work. Oh, I got to like, I take a great deal of solace in knowing that even if I can't be there, that one of the two of you can. Yeah. And that makes a huge, because it makes a huge difference to the kids. I really feel like I wish, not I wish, eventually we will be the ones to teach the like divorce co-parenting class because the way they teach it now is trash. But I will say I don't take for granted the fact that like we've worked really hard to get to this place. And so even this week it was like, oh, you know, it's a Thursday. It's my day with the kids, but you took them to go play basketball so I could do more work. And then today it's like, oh, well, you know, the kids are home. You're picking up their soccer stuff. Donna's working. I'll go get the baby. Not a big deal. Yeah. And that like we have a system where there is that fluidity, but also the give and take, right? Like, hey, like if somebody needs help, like somebody yeah. else just steps up to do it. Yeah, it's not a problem. And I, I'm so, one, grateful, right? Like I don't take it for granted. But also just like, wouldn't you want your life to be easier? Like parenting is already so hard. You know, emotions can be big sometimes. And... I really think that there are people who just can't see past their emotion, you know? And so if you have a really strong negative emotion toward your partner mm. and like you resent the fact that you even have to split parenting duties, like yeah. I, I could see that being, I still think it's childish and it's an excuse. I mean, and, it happens. I mean, but it happens. And like, sometimes it's deserved. Yes. Like sometimes people are not holding They're up their end of the bargain. Sometimes people. Yes. But if you're on the same page and I think that that's another unfortunate thing that I recognize where you're not trying to judge anybody because anything can happen. If you told me we were going to be divorced, I would have been like, <laughs> like them must be jokes. But the capacity for learning and the kind of idea about who you are, who you were, where you go, there are a lot of different things that you have to take into account when you're in a parenting type of situation. And you should be able to fall back on your values. If you're married to each other and you're married to each other and you made the decision to have children together, Especially multiple children, because you know you can have one by accident. It's like <laughs> two, that's a habit. Yeah, like yeah, like you did that on purpose, B. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you did this before. You did it again. So not centering them, but you need both parents to buy into that. Right. This doesn't work if everybody's not invested and everyone doesn't commit to it. Right. Like you can't carry the weight if it's just me trying to do this or just you trying to do it, and I'm like. Not if you, like, I don't want to cooperate, like, figure it out, do it by yourself. No, right? Like, that's not, even if you want to make it happen, you can't, right? You need it to be a partnership. Yeah, and all your Tiger Mom stuff would be out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Them niggas would be doing whatever you could stay after school for. (laughs) That'd be it. (laughs) (laughs) Teamwork, teamwork. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? (laughs) Hey, Poppy, I want to go to Qatar. No. Listen, we have to help them find their whatever passion. I don't know, whatever you call it that kids do. That he stole money thing. from us. Yo, then we're not gonna think about it like that. Yo, I, that's how I feel. Maximilian stole money from us for guitar lessons <sighs> for two years. Yo, he don't even touch the guitar. He walked past it and smirk at it. And here's the best part, because it's like, oh, he needs to be able to practice, and carrying it back and forth between two houses isn't feasible. So we'll just buy a second second guitar. guitar. So now there are two guitars that sit in the corner collecting dust. We need to have a conversation about... Should we sell it back? Co-parent thriftiness. 
Because that's where I'm at right now. I realized because we do the Noah's Ark thing where there's two of everything (laughs) just to... It's just easier. Yeah, but like just to try to maintain. Yeah, because it is easier. And cats are they leave things everywhere. All They're the time. just generally disrespectful with or their things. Somebody has something on the weekend and then we switch and it's the next parents weekend, but all the stuff is at the other parents' house. And so you waste time having to go figure that out at the last minute and go get it. Or But sometimes they'd be lying because it'd be oh, at your house, but listen. they just didn't find it. The magical place between houses is not Son, wait, I'm so glad that we came back to this. Yeah. Because I was Reviewing what we had talked about previously, and Maximilian had lost two coats. And I realized, oh, since then, he lost another coat. Oh, man. He lost three coats. And every time we asked for weeks, it was like, oh, yeah, I found it, and I, it's at Poppy's. Are you sure, Maximilian? Uh-huh. Yeah, meanwhile, he's telling me, oh, I found it, but I left it at Mommy's. Are you sure, Maximilian? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's trying to go to school in thin, dirty hoodies. <laughs> in the dead of winter. Y'all. And then I was I was so mad. I was so mad. Because he lost the first two. And I was like, Maximilian, I'm buying you this jacket. Do not lose it. You need to have a coat. It's the middle of the winter. Oh, my God. I felt like my mom. Suck <laughs> say. I felt mom energy. And he's like, okay. And then it was like one day of sun, and then the coat was gone again. I like that Siri 50-degree rule. Oh, who did I get? Uh, I think one of my mom friends at work, because we were talking about the weather being up and down and the the coat struggle. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Children act like they don't need a coat, like they're going to pick themselves up from school when they catch pneumonia. Son, it really makes no sense. And I realized it's not just our kids. Because when I drop Maximin off in the morning, the number of young little middle schoolers trekking to school in them same hoodies, it's like 30 degrees out. What are you doing? Get a coat. I know you have a coat. I stopped and publicly congratulated a little girl and her parents today. Did you really? Because that little girl stopped to tie her shoes. (gasps) Oh, that's amazing. I was like, my kids never do that. (laughs) I just needed to know that somebody could. Somebody your age could do it. All right, like, I have evidence now. What did they say? The parents were tickled. <laughs> like, it wasn't always like this. Thank you so much. Thank you for recognizing our struggle. Yo, the things that parents will acknowledge each other for is, like, it's heartening to know I am not the only one. But also, why are they like this? Because if I'm not the only one and y'all are all like this, this is a kid problem. It's not an adult problem. We're the ones socializing the kids. No, they're just like this. Because no matter how they're socialized, they're like this. They could be super duper Haitian and growing up on the East Coast. They could be <laughs> super duper rural growing up in Missouri. Like, they're all just kids. Like I have been wondering, together, like, who are the TV families that kids model themselves after? <laughs> right now. These days. Because, you know, know we had, like, the Winslows and Boy Meets World and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, what are they? It's the the Fettermans and the Thundermans and uh, other ones that they watch. It's full of hijinks. Like, they're... (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense if you think about... Oh, my gosh. Children's, like, mid-grade television. It's full of hijinks. And so they're like, oh, my life should be nothing but hijinks. Pranks. Yeah. That's why Captain Underpants was going to get them killed. (sighs) That show. So every time I think that about something, I'm like, we had Ren and Stimpy. So, okay. 
Ren and Stimpy was disgusting. That was terrible. My and mom yet would we catch it. it. Yeah, no, nah, my mom would catch that and turn that off. I mean, Gunny did too, but yeah. we would want to watch it. I don't know why. I didn't want to watch it. My brothers wanted to watch it. it was I just weird. thought it was nasty. It was weird. It was very weird. I guess it yeah. was funny. I don't know. They were just weird. But there's like things that I thought were funny that I look back on and I'm appalled. Because <laughs> I thought Beavis and Butthead was hilarious. Also, I re- yeah. I remember like, actually thinking that. And I, I came across it somehow in a YouTube rabbit hole. And I was like, what the entire? <laughs> no, I never liked that. I never got into that. South Park. It took me a while to convert, but... Are you a South Park fan? Oh, I think if you watch South Park the same way you watch The Daily Show... Okay, okay. It, the satire, it's... <laughs> Yo, he did the... Yeah, chef's kiss. kiss. There's so many... There's so many great teachable moments. There's so many amazing teachable episodes of South Park. If I could do a class where we watched movies and South Park episodes... Like, I love the idea of even like the boondocks, like the boondocks in South Park. You could just do a mm. black versus white. I would love that. Yeah. Political analysis. takes like comparative. And when they cover the same topics, there's so many interesting things. I, I definitely like want to put this class together. We need a buzzer because in the future, you may not be able to teach a class if descriptions of a black, white racial comparison are in oh. the... Uh, what is it? The course catalog? They'd be like, like, I feel like we need a buzzer. Anytime yeah, what, say, hold on. Wait, welcome to a new segment called <laughs> Rick DeSantis is a wild nigga. That's, I did not condone <laughs> the name of that segment at hold all. On. No, no. This is my PC version I of it. I saw your notes. <laughs> what's wrong with Ricky D? <laughs> Y'all, I can't. Okay, wait. Hold on. Because seriously. Okay. Now it's like this year. She's part. adjusting her glasses. Here's the serious part. And I I feel like, you know, if I'm a professor in Florida, which once upon a time I wanted to be, I remember looking up universities in Florida around the West Palm Beach area because that's where my parents allegedly are retiring to. Allegedly. No, seriously. They've been retiring for like five years. Ten years. They're going to work forever and just IET. visit their home in Florida from time to time. This is how you play with it. <laughs> okay, minor segue. Minor segue. I got to see Trevor Noah's new stand-up the other week, two weeks ago. When did that go? I don't know. I don't know, but I had all three kids. <laughs> and I was Dolo. <laughs> oh, Donna you was, were? Yeah, because Donna was in Louisiana <laughs> getting her real estate build-up on. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. Thank you for uh, holding down the fort. Yeah, no, I got you. Team so we went work. to go see Trevor Noah, and his open was Will Sylvan's, and I didn't realize it. I was like, this guy, I'm like cracking up. And I'm like, oh my God, he's Haitian. Like, what are the chances? What are the chances that there are two like Haitian comedians in that circle? I was like, maybe from New York, it's possible. And he's doing his thing. I'm like cackling. Like I am hooting and hollering in the back, <laughs> whooping it up. Sac passe. <laughs> whooping it up. <laughs> you gotta do the little. I for hooting and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> you said whooping it up and you did the hand motion. That was too much. <laughs> Causing a ruckus. <laughs> and uh, he goes, you know, my dad, like, got us everyday objects as, like, toys for Christmas. And I was like, this sounds familiar. Where is he going with this? And he's like, yeah. He'd be like, there's a broom. And I was like, this is how you play with it. I didn't shout it. Wait, did you? I, oh, no. I, was, I did, did you say it. Did you preempt his joke? I did say it. And I was like, but it wasn't loud. Like, Jason looked at me like, do you know him? 
And I was like, I do. Ooh. He's Haitian. I've been I bet, his, him for I years. bet his heart jumped. I, it was not <laughs> loud. Like, like, it was I, not that loud. Do you know him? I do. <laughs> I do know him. So it was really cool. So he opened for Trevor. Um, and apparently they're like homies. Homies, yeah. He was, I think he said he was like one of the first people he met when he got to New York. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, you know, those circles are super small. Those circles are small. Yeah, because I think about the higher ed circles, like running into Lori Patton Davis at Delta Probate. <laughs> I think it was in a, mid-Missouri. a luncheon, not a probate. I don't know. Yeah. We got invited to a luncheon. Indeed. It was very... And there happened to be a lot of people. <laughs> it was a Delta luncheon. Yeah. But yeah, your circles get so small. So all the people that I thought were like superstars and untouchable in higher ed, Oh, or now like ARA. people. Yeah, it's like, oh, these are people with personalities and goals and highs and lows and all that kind of good stuff. But they're people. Yeah. They're not untouchable, not unreachable. The pedestal is kind of gone. It's like, oh, you know, we'd love to like work with such and such. I was like, oh, like I could send them an email. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and like, hey. I've, I've known them literally for years. And if you get Hollywood, it's all good. I'll get you another way in. <laughs> right, but I, I mean, I think even that, like our networks and communities are so small. I'm to me, it's back constantly thinking about like our faculty colleagues in Florida and like, are they going to be okay? I think they need to get out. Because this, <laughs> y'all. But if everybody leaves, who's there to resist? And I think that's the other side of it, right? Like, so everyone can't leave, but I mean, I guess they can't charge everyone with felonies. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Because this They might try bill, to, I mean, the police state stuff. 999. Slash six 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 because that's what I'm calling it. Oh, you gotta flip them, yeah. Nine I mean, nine nine. We see what you're not, doing. We see what you're doing. What, like, what are the chances? Yeah, Ricky D's a wild. <laughs> hey, yo. This bill basically says, listen, you cannot talk about race. Full stop. Diversity, equity, inclusion. You can't promote or advocate inclusion. I'm like, do you know what words mean? Because you're just saying you can't work to make everyone feel included. The f- what? What? Mm. What? How are you making that illegal? Like felonies, Michael. Felonies and firings. You mean like a felony for having an undocumented immigrant in your home or in your car? I don't understand any of these places or what's happening. And like to be a faculty member at a public state institution. And Florida is not the only one. They are just leading the pack right now. Texas is close behind. They People are trying to, to school basically buy the Florida package. Oh, yes. They're he's like, leading. He's showing. Here's the blueprint. Here's how you get this done. Like, hey, Florida. Psst, let me see your paper. Exactly. And then copying. Like Texas copy off of it. Missouri. Missouri copy off of Texas. Like they're all a part of it. And so I just, I wonder what, not I wonder what. Clearly what we're doing isn't working, right? Like there is no compromise because that would require like honest engagement and discussion and conversation about how to find a middle ground. Even in this House Bill 999. One of the concerns is like, this would literally make all like multicultural organizations illegal and that faculty couldn't work with those students because they'd be quote unquote indoctrinating them and a university couldn't use any funding to support them. So like, make that make sense when we have several HBCUs in the state. How does that make you feel as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated? I think all of our organizations need to step up and need to be a lot more vocal about what's happening. Because at the end of the day, it literally needs to be mobilizing communities to get people to vote, even where they've made it almost impossible. Because these are local politics. 
He is the governor of Florida. However, what happens in one place happens in another. And so nationally, like, yeah, I think our Black Greek letter organizations need to step up. I think, you know, Jack and Jill, like civic engagement and legislation is a part of one of our like focal areas. And we do do work. You know, moms were down in the Capitol here to go. Uh, when did you start repping your other sorority? Listen, it's about the kids. <laughs> okay. It's always Jack about the kids. Jack and Jill Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> it's Jack and Jill of America Incorporated, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pop back in. <laughs> No, but really, like all of these things require people to be more active. So moms, you know, took time out to go down to Jeff City to testify about the Crown Act, right? And hair discrimination. It's writing the things that we write and putting it out, but also trying to get in front of legislators to hopefully maybe one day one will read one, like with an open mind. That might be a lost cause. But I think it's about people at this point. Like there really is nothing else but mobilizing people because, you know, let's say we had Josh Howley in the studio with us. And we're like, hey, like, let's engage in a conversation. He wouldn't. He would just be... Talking points. Talking points and anti-woke. And what did DeSantis say? Yeah, that. That too. I don't know that... Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder what the role is for professors because it's like, okay, you do research, but nobody reads that. It's behind a paywall. I think my perspective on civic engagement is constantly in flux. And I realize that part of it is my sense of vulnerability as a tenure track faculty member that doesn't have tenure yet. You will. And so in the conversations that I'm willing to have publicly outside of my classroom, I feel very comfortable as a master of the subjects that I teach, but I don't feel comfortable in the way that I've seen people's words being taken out of context and then spun into like political. So anything that you give them is potential fodder to be taken out of context to be. And so that to me, makes it feel personally like what I can do is through the people. I'm here, I'm present, I'm supporting, I'm uplifting, I'm mentoring, I'm what connecting. Do you mean the people what people? So like the people of the community, especially the people of color in the community. To be somebody that connects people, to be somebody that keeps people together socially, but also from a work standpoint, that matters. And so those positive relationships, that's where I'm trying to invest. I don't want to necessarily be out in front of a microphone. So I think, again, thinking about this from a, the perspective or standpoint of being a professor, I think the challenge is, like, nobody wants to, though, right? Like, Oh, no, I don't. Or if there are it comes very few people me, who are in a position who can do that, right? Yeah, like, like, if it comes for me, like, I'm happy. So, you know, people, we've had situations already where people have been put in compromising positions or they get called in front of the legislator. And, yeah, you can always make the decision, like, yeah, I'm not going to go. But that's not my perspective on that. What do you mean? Like, if they're like, hey, come, we need you to talk. I'm like, got you. <laughs> like, even though I'd be like, hey, hey, clip this up. <laughs> okay. So that was yeah. going to be my question. Even though you know that they're going to, when they do, take yeah. clips and sound bites and make it. I mean, but when they, that when you're they like come a pedophile me, like, and I'll have the, rumors. Yeah. I will have the full transcript fully available on my website. <laughs> I will have it available as a special I episode of the pod. Say. Yeah. I said what I said. I think it's funny. So I had an experience recently where <laughs> somebody tried to check me and I don't think that I gave them the response they were looking for. What do you mean by that? Just the people think they can discipline you when they don't actually know you. Ew. And they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. No. What do you mean? <laughs> that was yeah. Like, like, I don't... And one of the beautiful things about having a toddler is that it reminds you that no is a complete sentence. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. That communicates everything. Yeah. Make some space. <laughs> so you would feel comfortable speaking your mind. And I think that's important. Yeah. I just don't know that there's enough of a coalition of faculty. I mean, I guess we have the AUP, but they don't really have, they basically don't have any power. And so I think because they don't have power, even though they're a national organization, faculty aren't really protected in the way that I think they are in a teacher's union, for example, which does have power, certainly more than faculty do. So wait, I mean, we've been in faculty unions before. Like the CUNY True. They're just not as widespread as teachers unions are. Oh, okay. You feel like union is actually meaningful protection? In this economy? Absolutely. Hmm. In Florida, you can get fired for teaching about race, literally. So that's what just happened. Is the expectation that they're gonna unionize? Is that one of the like methods of resistance? That Florida could. I don't know if they have laws on the books against it, but if it's an option, I think it's a place to start. Because then it creates a real coalition. And people may not care about every issue, but there are enough issues that bring folks together that they'll support the union. Yeah. It really is an opportunity for unity. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's building coalitions. Yeah. But I I guess it's weird because I don't like the idea, but it feels like we only build the coalitions when there's a common enemy with enough strength. It's like a superhero movie. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like Rick DeSantis is Thanos. (laughs) He, Are we the we Avengers? Him, yeah, like we see him collecting the Infinity Stones. And we're like, oh, that's bad. Like each one of these bills that gets passed, it's like, zoom. <laughs> Thank you for making me laugh. At yeah, like that's he's not funny. He's he feels inevitable. <laughs> but now that's when everybody starts to band together. They're like, oh, there's real evil out there. Yes, yes. Like he wants to snap his fingers and disappear all the people of color from the state of Florida. <laughs> oh my God, <gasps> he's Thanos. Yo. he's white supremacist Thanos. <laughs> it's whoa. <laughs> we gotta watch closely, B. Son. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so so on the positive note, life is basically a movie. So that means that we're gonna win, right? They took some L's <laughs> on the way to that win. <laughs> it's like my hero academia. Oh. That's actually what it's like. Because Avengers was like a softer version of what we're seeing right now in this season. For those of you who don't watch. Oh, this is the black nerd part of our podcast. <laughs> That should be My same. Hero Academia is an anime series. Uh, what's it? Sho- Shonen. Shonen. Is that right? Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. It's great. I mean, the storyline, the way the characters develop, I feel like I've known them for years. The characters are really well developed. You get a sense of their personality and the whole world around it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Yo, the it is L's a very they- interesting and powerful and the good guys don't always win. They don't. It is a very real world. Like, mm, sometimes the bad guys win. And they win by, like, a lot. Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. The bad guys are winning by a lot. That's why we got to watch Ricky D. He's trying to collect Infinity Stone. H Was it HB999? 666. Yeah. <laughs> so it That's actually an Infinity is Stone. HB999, y'all. And it is a... If you have not read the actual language of the bill, and I always encourage people to do this, not just... What did the New York Times say about the bill? Or we'll what link did, to it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put the direct link to the bill in the notes. It is really insidious to see how broadly they wrote this thing to basically be able to make anything related to race illegal in the state of Florida, including student organizations, like we said. I'm also like, what are y'all... Pre- oh, well, we know what some of the presidents are doing. They're signing letters saying that they're going to defund DEI on their campuses. Like, don't worry, we got you, Ricky D. 
Yeah, that's because those are people who are supposed to protect us. So like, where do we like, are they having an emergency meeting like of the public state college presidents? Really, it should be all presidents. It's just not safe. So what do they do? Kowtow to politicians. No, that's bad. So then how do we fix it? Vote. (laughs) I need to start moving to Florida. Diddy. Yeah, vote or die. Seriously. We got to flood the block. I told you, we spoke about this. So one of the random things that I noticed in the humor that the observational world always provides was it seems like the right has a stranglehold on all the places where you would want to live. Oh, I'm so upset about this. So Florida. Oh, beautiful. You know, hurricane from time to time. <laughs> but you could deal with that. I mean, they're natural disasters. Everywhere. Texas, sprawling land. Money goes so far. You can have a beautiful crib for the low. But those are the strongholds of these ideologies. And I'm like, yeah, we got to flood them spots. They don't get to keep the good spots. Okay. So we just need to do my relocation program in reverse. Yeah. Like, hey, let's go. We need to go to the belly of the beast and advocate and push back and make sure people are reading this stuff and paying attention to it. I mean, the problem is there are legitimate questions of safety. Yeah, that's... Like, I... Being on the road, even in Colombia, makes me feel so angry and also so frustrated at the same time because of the number of American flag rifles, stick figure men holding rifles, shooting other stick figure men, Blue Lives Matter license plates. The Blue Lives Matter ones really get me. I don't know why I have like a particularly visceral reaction to those. It is... Even now, like, my heart is constricting and I feel so tense and shitty. I don't want to move somewhere where I have to feel like that every day I leave my house. That's why you got to work from home, yo. I mean, I still have to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Although I do have grocery delivery because I held on to that from COVID. I mean, why would I go to the grocery store? As long as it works. I've seen some grocery horror stories on my timeline recently. Oh, people getting... Is yeah, it, like my man went to Wegmans. He's like, they charged me for like 10 things I didn't buy. I've <laughs> never had that happen. But I don't do that Instacart stuff. So like, it's a little oh, bit that's different. Oh, that's exactly what it's it was. It's Instacart. I don't okay. do that. I go directly to the grocery store because there's corporate liability there. S-M-R-T. <laughs> no, but really, like, how do we... Missouri's super duper red. We got to keep our eyes open, man. And I see that, but like... We can't use our expertise to block... When Who's moving here? This well, type of stuff. No, we're already in here. Ma- but no, in mass, gotta, right? But like, no, everybody got to do it where they're at. Yeah. For how long? As long as it takes. Hmm. This is the civil rights movement all over again. We about to see who the real and the fake is. All you Instagram activists who ain't really actually trying to do no work, <laughs> but you want retweets. <laughs> like, <laughs> that Social media. Them days are over. The, the opportunity to do something more than just post is here. And yeah. it requires vigilance. And funding. Y'all got to start donating because they pay all the money. They outspend us by so much. And it's very clear because their organizations are, I mean, if this is a war, they're winning lots of battles. And we're like playing catch up. Yeah, it's real. I don't want to end on that note. Tell me something positive. (laughs) (laughs) Now you blink screened and I... No, I didn't blink screen. I feel like we've come full circle. (laughs) I was like, I don't know that I have like a... 
a positive. positive. I, I had like 10 negative drinks that I was about to get off. <laughs> no. And you try to end the show on me. No, I was yeah. like, <laughs> okay, get your, get it out. And I'll think of a positive. No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> now I want to switch into positive mode as well. We have really great kids. I do. Oh, I would, let's end with that. This is the question to ponder for the week. Okay. What is life teaching you through your current circumstances? Um, I'm not going to say the first thing that came to mind. Why not? Nope. That's a, nope. <laughs> as long as you promise to take after will, the microphone. I will tell off. you, I'll tell you offline. Okay. <laughs> what is life teaching me? I think it is teaching me to give myself grace. I think a positive of social media is like we were saying, like, oh, like it's not just me and it's not just my kids. And like, it's not just I'm not working hard enough. No, life is crazy and we're all doing too much. And like, I love going through my, you know, feed and it's like, unscrunch your eyebrows, <laughs> take a deep breath, sit up, open the blinds, <laughs> it's a little thing. stop scrolling yeah. and like, go take a walk. It's like, oh yeah, what am I doing? Right? Like, um, you have to carefully modify your Instagram feed to make sure they're showing you stuff like that. Oh, so the stop yeah, you, you, you got to curate. <laughs> yeah. The problem is I'm trying. So I guess I kind of tried to give up like over consuming news for Lent mm. because I realized like that's what my feed is. My feed is Did news. You? I am you send me a news story every day on it very much. I've cut back so much. You don't even know. Like, so basically what would happen is I'm bored. And so I go read the news. So I'm sitting and I'm on my phone. Oh, you're I'm a compulsive it. news checker? It's, I'm a compulsive news checker. I'm not even thinking about it. And I realize I'm doing it. I'm like, oh my God, I have to stop. So now when I catch myself doing it, I turn it off and go read comics. And that's my happy place. <laughs> but also, go read comics. Find yeah, what brings so you joy. that's your lesson? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Webtoon specifically. I can suggest some great stories. Yeah. I think life was reminding me that patience is a virtue. That sounds very deep. Tell me more. I just realized that being patient and relatively even about everything that life throws at you is just a good way to be. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And it makes it much harder for people to knock you off your square. A very mature version of you that I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I don't choke niggas anymore, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> this is a very different mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a changed man. <laughs> Tried not to choose violence whenever possible. That is good to hear. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. That's good. Some might be surprised to hear that, but... <laughs> Listen, I have known you basically my adult life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so old. I mean, I'll... Ooh, because I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> but I crack up all the time at the people who do the like, you don't know where I'm from, dog. <laughs> like that type of uh -huh. BS. And I just be thinking in my head like, you have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you have no idea who you're talking to, yo. <laughs> it don't matter where I'm from. I'm military, but I'm from everywhere. But like, <laughs> I'm good everywhere, bro. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> But I think that's showing how much you've grown. <laughs> Because oh. they don't know. Oh, man. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Is whatever the interior hulk. <laughs> like, I just always, I just stay angry so I never look angry. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace.